and welcome to another episode of What Do You Mean You've Never Streamed, a podcast that explores and analyzes popular and prestigious streaming series. Yeah! Hey! Woo! Go, Jonathan! <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> is this a new thing? <laughs> Did you guys have a meeting about this without me? I'm going to have to edit this soon. <laughs> Hi, everyone. My name is Jonathan Colon, and I'm your host. And I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Jennifer Branch. Hi, everybody. And Max Abelman. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us as we discuss <laughs> this week's episode of The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. Yeah. Powerful. Episode four. Four. What's it called? What's it called? It's called The Great Wave. Ooh. So we're halfway through, yeah? Because there's yes, eight, eight episodes oh. in this season. Wow. But I there's going to be like five seasons. So. I feel like we should know more by now if we're halfway I, through. Right? A little bit. Yeah. yeah I don't expect a lot of these things to be resolved at the end of the season. Yeah. I think this is going to be yeah. a multi-season arc. Well, They're dragging it out. <laughs> once again, we seem to have blissfully been limited to only three storylines. Yeah. We've been limited to three storylines this week again. So that means mm. each of us can do a recap of a storyline. Yay! All right. Who wants to pick first? I'll do Nori's storyline. <laughs> you will not do Nori's storyline because Nori does not appear in this episode. I guess I'll stick with uh, Aaron Deere and those other people. Bronwyn. Bronwyn. All right. And... I'll do L. Ron Hubbard. I got it. Okay. Okay. And I'll do Galadriel. <laughs> <laughs> you love it. And Holly Hunter. Ah, <laughs> uh, your favorite. Hal Holbrook. Hollywood. Hall of Presidents. We're Hall talking presidents. about Hal Brand for those of you who don't know this running joke. <laughs> it's never going to die. Oh. It will never Much die. Much like the elves that live for a thousand years, this joke will live for well, a thousand years. Well, it sounds like they die after a thousand years. All right. So who should go first? <laughs> I can go first. Okay. Okay. So we're catching up with Bronwyn, who has fled with the town up to the watchtower, and they're running out of food. Meanwhile, Aaron Deer met. Adar, who is the leader of the orcs, who seems to be an elf, an yes. elf-like person at least, elf-ish. He's well, like, in the last elf, episode, when they said the name Adar or Adar, however you say Adar. it, he said that's an elf name. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah, did say that. So. You're right. Meets Adar. Adar says, "Hey, you can go." Meet Bronwyn at the watchtower with the townspeople, but you gotta tell them something. Which we later find out is, hey, if you surrender, we won't kill you. Yeah, I don't know that that was a great message. <laughs> yeah. Like, and was, uh, also, wait, if you surrender, we will kill you? We, we won't. We won't kill you. If it, basically, if they pledge their allegiance to yeah. him, then they won't kill them. Yeah, which, I, don't know if, I don't know if that message uh, needed to be said, yeah, really. Yeah, and also, when he delivered the message, Bronwyn was like, and what if we don't? Well, you won't be living. <laughs> that was it, was it. Like, it was like, you will live if you surrender to us. And she's like, if we don't, it's just like, you'll die. Duh. That's pretty <laughs> much I feel it. like that's pretty clear. But that's at the very end of the storyline. Meanwhile, Bronwyn and all of the Southlands people who are taking refuge in the Watchtower are running out of food. So Theo proposes that they go back into town and grab some stuff during the day when there are no orcs around. And Bronwyn is like, nope, we ain't doing that. That is dangerous. There are orcs down there. And Theo's like, okay, 
I'm going to go anyways. So he grabs his friend and goes into the town. And of course, he's found by an orc who sees that he has the hilt of that sword, which is like a Sauron sword sort of a deal. And then the orcs are trying to track him down, capture him, and they escape back to the tower and the whole message thing happens. And that's that storyline. Ooh, and Aaron Deer does his bow skills. Yeah, he does some crazy cool. bow skills. He catches an arrow and then fires and it, then back, fires at it back at them. That was dope. Yeah, he's good even with the, the orcs. We know like, the elves Whoa. are good uh, archers, bowmen or I archers. Get the word, pointy shooty guys. <laughs> yeah, they're good archers. They're our favorite pointy shooty boys. Yeah, Legolas was very cool. Yeah, with his, Legolas. With his he bow killed arrow, him, but. He's not there in this episode, yeah. unfortunately. So Maybe sad. he's coming in the next episode. Probably not. I don't not. know if he was born yet. Probably not. Well, he's probably a lot younger than these guys. So <laughs> Elrond is hanging out with the prince again. I did get a little confused on this storyline, so hopefully I get it mostly right. Well, you picked it. So. Uh, <laughs> so basically, he knows they're keeping a secret from him and they're acting all suspicious. And he even confronts the wife about it. And she's like, how dare you accuse me of lying to you and get out of my house or something like that. And so he goes and finds the prince and he's like, what's going on? I know that there's some kind of nonsense. And he's like, all right, I'll show you what it is. So he shows him this magical sort of rock stone or he calls it an ore. Uh, an ore. An ore. So it's some kind of iron that lights from within and it's very powerful and you could make weapons yes. with it if you wanted to, but it's, it's very, really... It's very light and very strong. Yes. They have discovered aluminum. He says he thinks it's more valuable than gold. But the reason why they haven't like mined a whole bunch of it is because the king doesn't want to because I guess it's kind of dangerous or hard to get, something like that. And meanwhile, they're in this mining shaft and they sort of hear some sort of ruckus and these miners get stuck in the shaft yeah, there and, was a mine shaft collapse yeah so there's like four guys down there and then the wife sings a song and i thought that that was a funeral i thought these guys had died yeah but apparently, so <laughs> apparently it wasn't apparently she was just singing a hopeful song like praying for them to get out yeah and they did get out but she was like oh i'm sorry i lied to you and thank you because you were talking to him he wasn't in the shaft with those guys so all's well that ends well and then the king has some stuff to say about it and he's like hey even if i'm mad at you you know i love you right yeah they kind of resolved whatever issue they were having real quick they just sort of brushed it under the rug and not that we've gotten a lot of their relationship before no no but but that was basically it right yeah that was basically got anything else to add to that one well they're building the tower they're building the tower the forge but they still definitely don't trust that other dude oh yeah They're not sure if Elrond is unaware. I think that they think that Elrond is on their side, like he's not trying to betray them, but that Elrond doesn't have all the information either. So yeah, they're a little uh, Which suspect is accurate. Yeah, they're right to be suspicious. Yeah, mm. everybody should be suspicious of everybody else. They yes, said, do yeah. be suspicious. Do yeah, be they said suspicious. hashtag elves are sus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're still friends. That's Aww. good. And they're friends in the end. Yes. Friendship. Lord of the Rings and the power of friendship. Yes. Well, Galadriel. Ooh. is once again earning herself no favors. No. no. <laughs> but it sure was fun to watch. She's getting to be quite insufferable. Honestly. I love her. I think she is <laughs> completely obstinate and 
totally has tunnel vision and I'm here for it. She goes before the queen. She has an audience with the queen where she lays out, okay, here's what's going on. The Southlands are in trouble. Sauron's people are going to try to take over. They're in danger. We need you to reform your old alliances with elves and the men of Middle-earth and come help us defeat this enemy. The queen, of course, is like, no, man, absolutely not. And then Galadriel says, well, then I demand to speak to the king because he's the one that can really make this decision. You're just a regent. And then Galadriel gets thrown in jail right next door yep. to the Hallmark Channel. Yes. Yes. Halbrand, for those of Holla you not... Holla at you, boy. <laughs> Halbrand, for those of you not following Valhalla. along at home. Hollabred is wow. in the next cell. That's a good one. And he's like... Wow, girl, you're doing great. <laughs> Five stars. That's, no notes. You know what? That's a pretty good paraphrase for what he said. Yeah. <laughs> he is just so much enjoying. Oh, yeah. He's like, you're just a bulldozer and it's not working. And I'm just enjoying watching you fail <laughs> over and over and over again. And As it's, it's cute that he likes to pick at her. He really yeah, he, he likes to tease her. He's a teaser. Yeah. Oh, good old Holiday Inn. <laughs> so the queen decides that Galadriel is to be put on a boat and sent back to the elves immediately the next day. Yeah, which she could have done immediately, but whatever. Yeah, for some reason it took her three days to come <laughs> to this decision, even though it's what she wanted to do in the first place. And she puts her in a rowboat. Well, they're I taking her out to a ship. Okay. Yeah. No, it was the she same was like, She's like, yeah. Gonna roll all the way there. It was no. the same way that they came into town. They were on the big ship and then they okay, transferred to I the a Tinder that. boat. Yeah. I was very confused. A tender, I was like, tender, not Tinder. Why the four tender. of them are going to roll her back boat. to Middle Earth. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they have to row the boat out to deeper waters. That's where the ships are. The ships yeah. don't come right up to the dock. Got it. So the soldiers come to take Galadriel away and she's with the Grand Vizier, the Jafar dude. Yep. Who turns out to not be so terrible. Yeah. He's, he's doing his day. best. He's you know? doing his yeah. job. Makes and, a whole uh, speech and stuff. She, of course, overpowers the guards, <laughs> throws yeah. them all back into Pretty herself. Easily. And there's like four or five of them, I think. So they don't know what they're up against. And then she climbs the tower and finds that the king is senile. Ooh, and the queen knew old. she was coming. So she's already there waiting when Galadriel gets up there. Yeah. And she informs her that the king had a vision which the queen has also seen. And this is the opening of the episode is the queen having a dream of this vision where a giant wave will come crash over the mountains and drown everybody in Numenor. 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 And it starts with the white It starts with the petals coming, off, coming the off the trees, the white leaves coming off the trees. Which and started happening. Yes. So she shows her the Polantir, which is what Sauruman was looking into when he saw all the things that Sauron was doing in the first Lord of the Rings movie, oh. and that's why he became evil. Oh. The Polantir is important in the Lord of the Rings lore, and she has seen a vision, and Galadriel puts her hand on it, and she also sees the vision of the waves coming and killing everybody. The queen says that her father believes the reason why this is going to happen is they have angered the gods by breaking their alliance with the elves. Mm. But she also says that the vision starts with Galadriel's arrival, which is why when she yep. went to the father's quarters in the last episode, she said, the one we feared, she's here. Yeah. yeah. I figured there was some sort of a prophecy after that. Yeah. There's always yeah. a prophecy. There's always a prophecy. And you always have to figure it out. And it's usually wrong. It's interpreted incorrectly. I hate it when that happens. But anyway, Galadriel, following Hall and Oates' advice, 
It was really funny I'll because brag. he goes, you have to learn what your enemy fears. And she goes, oh, so I can exploit it. He goes, oh, yeah. No, that no. Was, was, that was funny. <laughs> she was ready to jump on that. Like, yes, good idea. Exploit it. He's like, no. No, that's how you can like connect with them. like talking to a child. She yeah. was like, yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, she's guns ablazing this oh, one. Oh, for sure. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we? Where am I? So after taking Holla Holla Holiday's advice, she speaks with the queen in a less confrontational manner and talks to her about her fears and how the Sauron rising thing is going to affect everyone. And mm. you have an opportunity to make things right now. And the queen is like, yeah, just because I believe it doesn't mean everybody else in Numenor is going to believe it. So yeah. she turns Galadriel down again. Then the next day, Galadriel is on her rowboat being Go. sent to the ship. <laughs> okay, they good, weren't going good. to make her okay. roll, on, roll, roll, roll your boat <laughs> well, she across the ocean. Was no, she was standing up ocean. in the boat. So there's no way she's going to stand that long. And she and Ellen Deal turn around to go back because she has to go make an address to the people. And then they see that the flowers and the leaves start coming off the trees. That, of course, is the portent of the giant wave. So the queen gets a little scared, and then she makes an announcement that she is going to personally escort Galadriel back to Middle-earth to fight for the Southlands. Yeah, And then they ask for volunteers. Yes. And it looks like Isildur. Ellen Deal is in charge. Yep. And mm. Isildur, who earlier in the episode intentionally screwed up so that he would get kicked out of his sea trials, but because he's in a little clique with his two friends... They kicked his two friends out, too. Ooh. Oh, that was so messed up. I that felt bad for them. Yeah, that so one guy a, was, like, really hurt by that. He's like, a, <laughs> I wanted to do yeah. this since I was a little kid, and you and ruined you it. You just ruined it. You he ruined everything. He was a sailor boy. Yeah, and they, they mentioned the older boy. brother again. They did, saying indeed. Saying that, oh, you're just trying to go to the West and do whatever it is your brother told yeah. you you should do. And wow. And they have a fight, which looks like the same alleyway that... Hallbrand. Holler at your boy. <laughs> Got into that fight with those dudes last week. Hilarious. clothing store. Yes. Hilarious brand flakes. Harmonious. Hallbrand. Meanwhile, the Grand Vizier dude has a son who's a little spunky. Oh, yeah. And he likes Isildur's sister. Yes. They meet in the street... And then they go to a dinner and then the sister meets up with a Sildor back at that food court that they were at last week. And they're talking about everything that's happening. And they are interrupted by the soldiers running through the town looking for Galadriel because oh, she yeah, has escaped. She escaped. So their story ends with the queen making the announcement that she's going to reform this alliance. They're going to sail across the sea to the Southlands and they're going to fight Sauron. And Isildur's friends are the first ones to volunteer. I thought Isildur was going to be the first oh, one. Oh, yeah. I thought so too. But no, it was the friends uh, because obviously Isildur's no, weak. Sense. Yeah. I, I don't know if I like him. Yeah. So then everybody's volunteering, men and women, it's going to be a giant army. We're very excited mm. about it. Yes, the whole island yes. is rising and up. And Galadriel's Let's face is the last thing we see, and she's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. As she Are told, they going to leave Hallbrand in jail? Is my question. No, he's not in jail. He oh, was he walking out. around the city. Oh, uh, okay, that's right. Okay. So he's going to show up again. Yeah, probably. Cool. Without them showing us that he was released, he's just wandering around oh, the yeah. streets of the city. Oh, They're yeah. going to leave him there and then find him again in the middle of the ocean. And he'll just be like, hey, what's up? It's me, Holly Berry. It's me. It's me, hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
So yeah, that's the Galadriel storyline. Yeah. And so they're going to start a war. No, Nori. I was sad. Yeah, I want to see more Nori. Well, we had to go back to the dwarves. Yeah. I'm, I mean, true. I'm glad they're not trying to squeeze all Too much, five but... plots into every single episode. That's true. Yeah. And it's nice that Arendir and Bronwyn are in the same place again, so that now that can go from being two different stories to one. Yeah, that's good. And hopefully next week, because they're going back to the Southlands, we'll have more combined stories. Storylines. Those two big ones will Those converge. two big Ooh, ones will merge. Can you imagine? It's going to be very exciting. Because yeah, yeah. those really are the two, I guess, main ones. Yeah. And they're going to converge. And I mean, now would be the time for it because we're already halfway through this thing. We got to see something come together at some point. This episode was super plot driven, but not a yeah. lot of action. I mean, yeah. uh, there was a little bit with the bows and arrows and stuff, but it was a lot of dialogue in this one, just setting stuff up, yeah. I feel like. So, yeah, I got to say it wasn't my favorite so far, yeah. but you know, I feel like middle of the season that always happens. There's got to be a filler sort of, you know, and I, I kind of felt like this was a little fillery. Yeah, it really yeah. ramped up towards the end. It like did. The ending was very exciting. It was like sort of mm -hmm. a rah, rah cheerleader moment. But boy, I have to say, I get really bored anytime Theo is on screen. Yeah. We had a lot of Theo in it this. Was a lot we did of get Theo a lot of this. Theo in this. We did get the moment from the trailer with the old guy being like, have you heard of Sauron? Hey, kid, yeah. you ever heard of Sauron? I'm going to yeah. make you a star. Yeah. Well, and I felt like- Come and join the Sauron gang. <laughs> I even See? like Adair and Aaron Deere's conversation was a little lackluster. It went on yeah. for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be fair, like Aaron Deere is a really cool fighter and everything, but he's kind of, you know, a bland piece of toast otherwise. This like person, Like personality-wise, he's nothing, but he yeah, just- Yeah, he's very stone-faced. Yeah. Yeah, this is very true. But we did learn that Adair is some kind of elf, but we still don't know exactly how he got there, do we? It was just no. We didn't of, get that answer. He he decided to he keep with the vague just, approach. Yeah. He's like, "Hey, you're an elf guy. Why are you here leading the orcs?" It's like, uh, "Why are why were you born down by the river?" Um, yeah, okay. it was nothing. You okay, lived right. in a van down by <laughs> yeah. the river. I almost thought it was going to be. Galadriel's brother that he didn't really die and maybe he turned into this thing. Oh, that would be fun. I don't Because I don't he started he was talking about like where he grew up or something, right? Was he or was that just Aaron Deer? I thought Adair was. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know how one becomes half orc without like an orc mating with an elf. That would mm. have to happen. I mean, I don't know if it's like, you know, when the evil takes over, you kind of turn into that. I don't, I don't know. know. I, I've never become an orc, so I'll let you know when that happens. Well, <laughs> we, look, <laughs> we look forward to your updates, Jennifer. <laughs> oh, I got you. <laughs> this is Orc Watch. Orc Watch. <laughs> Day with, one. With Jennifer Branch. We'll see how much she's progressed by the time we get to episode eight. Yeah, we'll have to see. We'll yeah. just have to see about them. You once. guys will just have to trust me because I'm not going to post pictures. You know, I'll just be like, no. I'm getting grayer. Put it on the <laughs> You start a new Instagram account for your orc transformation. <laughs> the gray gram. Yes. The gray gram. And we can list all of our alternate names for <laughs> Hallbrand on there. I finally remember his name. Good, good. Yeah, I only remember it because we make fun of him. It's a terrible name. <laughs> it, it is, really is such a bad name. We heard the queen's first name, Miriel. 
Miriel. I liked her name. I do remember That's that. A good one. And I like that the queen is personally coming on this voyage. I did not expect that. Yeah, I didn't expect that. Well, because I think she's afraid the island's going to get destroyed anyway, right? Yeah. Her contract said four episodes. She needs to be in four episodes. And I don't she, know. her outfits are so cool. I'm just very into her. Her headpieces are everything. Oh, she looks, she looks so good. And am I incorrect, or does she have a different headpiece on in every scene she's Kinda in? Kind of seems it's like very it. Possible. It feels like it's every every queen costume Amidala. has its own yeah. headpiece. Yeah. yeah, she looks very cool. I like her a lot. She does. I almost remember Sildor's sister's name. Aorian? Aorian? I was, uh, yeah, it's like just, something like that. I've yeah. just been calling her fake Hermione. Anorexia? No, I've been calling her fake Hermione Granger. She does look a lot like Emma Watson. She more sounds like Emma Watson to me. Yeah. yeah. Oreo. She has, the same, Oreo. Yeah. She has Oreo. like the same accent at least. Yes, she sounds very much like Hermione. Yeah, and has the same eyebrows kind but of. But I liked her little scene with Kemen or she, and she's, or whatever she seems very is. like sneaky yeah. in the shadows, kind of finding out what's going on. So yeah, of course, very, what like, that amounted to in this episode was like much, two meat cutes she had, I guess. Yeah, and he cleaned the floors for her. Yeah. yeah, which ladies find yourselves a guy who will clean the floors for you. Look, yeah, find yourself like a guy who's wearing a tunic so and will get down on his hands and knees he on cobblestones. in the tunic. Yeah. So she's doing like kind of the grunt work because yeah. she's the apprentice, or she's supposed to. But yeah. What did you guys think of Disa's singing voice? That was pretty intense. It was pretty intense. Because you first that. hear it because it's As playing like, over the scene of Galadriel going on the boat. Yeah. It first plays over something else. Yeah, it starts it's, as it's, like soundtrack singing. It might yeah. even be the fight with the orcs in the woods. I don't remember. Yeah, but it something starts like playing that. over a different scene, but it turns into diegetic music because she's actually singing it. And it was like, oh. I was not expecting that. I was like, oh, we're going to see yeah. a singer? And she was A good. singer? A singer. Yeah. Like singing. a sewing machine? She's going to come on and be like, first I was afraid. Like a rock, I was a petrified. Oh. <laughs> That's my husband, You're required to love me. You signed a piece of paper. Did I? Oh, yeah. yeah Jennifer was there. Yes, you did. Jennifer, Jennifer was the witness. I was the witness. Yeah, I you also it. signed the piece of paper. I know. I was very worried because I Every couldn't sign it on the line. That was a whole big thing. Everybody yeah. in this room signed a piece of paper saying, you have to love me now, even okay. if I make bad rock puns. I'm not sure that's exactly what the That's exactly. Said. I wrote that down. <laughs> It was an addendum. <laughs> it was an, it was an appendices, just like the appendices to Lord of the Rings. Oh, the other thing I wanted to bring up from the L. Ron Hubbard storyline. <laughs> now you're the, doing it. The too. Mithril, the ore that they found that they were mining, is what Bilbo and then Frodo's chainmail is made out of. Oh, oh yeah. I thought that was going to be the. I thought that was going to be. I like, do the remember ring that metal. now. I, I didn't. Rem I, I remember that being a thing where they get chainmail from the elves. I remember like this metal is important for some yeah, reason. Yeah, so I was excited. I was like, "Ooh, it's going to be mithril," and it is. Yeah, and he lets them keep it. Isn't that a no? Shouldn't you not do that? I mean, especially after he made him like swear on his father's life, he would never tell a mm. single person. It was a little over the top because the secret wasn't yeah. that secretive. But I guess they had to have a way for the elves to get it for them to make that chain mail. So I guess that's that. And don't forget, the dwarves are very protective and greedy with their treasure true uh, it isn't necessarily like i don't think the elves need gold no what are they gonna do with it buy stuff what they do they like need to earrings. buy the elves Have you seen don't really ears? seem concerned with the economy of their people no they're like, not big on like accumulation of wealth no, no that's not their jam 
They already got what they yeah. need. That's not they really have, the thing. They have their aesthetics for. down. They don't need to buy any more furniture like they got this covered. When he told them what the secret was, it just seemed a little like, why would this be such a big secret? It was a little yeah. much, I felt Yeah, like. well, I think it seemed like they thought this was going to be big business for them. And then, of course, the mine collapsed, and then they had to shut the mine mm. down. And but then big business it was, was starring you know, Bitcoin intellectual Bitcoin. property. Yeah. Turns out it was risky business. It was very risky. Mm. It was risque. That was a little... Not that I wanted these people to die or anything, but that kind of also sort of went nowhere. Oh my gosh, this mine collapsed and then it was like over. Oh, they're all fine. They all got out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was all resolved off screen. <laughs> it the, really was. The storyline might be a little sloppy, everybody. But still loving Galadriel. I just love how ferocious she is. She's crazy. She doesn't even care. She's, She'll she's cut you. sort of one of these people that goes through life and she's obviously has tremendous privilege, but she just goes through life don't even care about the consequences of my actions she does not read social cues well <laughs> she doesn't catch anybody's vibe she just yeah. like guns a blazing all the time she yeah. doesn't take any things in she just looks straight ahead like mm-hmm. i said tunnel vision yeah galadriel does not read social cues well she's very just about her business and doesn't understand how she comes across. She's very brash. Yes. And it can be a little much. And yeah. I like that Hallbrand kind of calls her on it. <laughs> you can chill anytime. <laughs> yeah. And he still didn't want to leave the island, really. He was like, I'm happy here. Just leave me alone. This place yeah. is cool. But once they tell him that there's a giant wave coming that's going to kill everybody, that'll probably be what finally gets but him But I ass. still don't think he wants to be the king. He no, doesn't, no. He's not about that life. No. No, he wants it good and easy. Yeah. Which, I gotta say, so do I. Yeah, why not? Who wants to be in charge? Right? When I could just be a blacksmith on this dope-ass island with all these cool statues, I'm good. Yeah. But New and Order seems cool. They got that dope food court. Yeah, where they got some entertainment going. And puppet shows. Lots of puppets. It's one of the more fun towns that we see in Lord of the Rings. I'm gonna say that. And their outfits are so cute. I would wear those. I would wear their armor. I like the blue and gold aesthetic they got going yeah. on. They got blue, gold, and stone. They do. It's they like got really, good colors. Yeah. yeah. It's yes. like a great combination. It really pops. Absolutely. Yeah. They well, got yeah. nice horses. They got a library. What more do you need? Yeah. Yeah. They've got the sweet life there. Of, of Zach, Zach and Cody. Cody. Sweet life on deck. Oh. oh. On You're the welcome. robo deck. The robo deck. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to be our show for this week. I We're going to so. be looking forward to seeing you all next time for episode five. Title still unknown. Title okay. TBA. Yes. Oh, Jennifer gets to do the sign off now. That's our show. <laughs> on behalf of my co-host and myself, I want to thank our listeners for joining us each week, for liking, subscribing, downloading, leaving five-star reviews. You can send us an email anytime you want at what do you mean you've never seen at gmail.com or DM us, tweet at us. Any sort of interaction you want to give us, we'll be quick to respond. I'm Jennifer. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Max. Bye. Please don't protest outside our house. That's not <laughs> a way we will accept your communication. But have a wonderful week and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. This episode of What Do You Mean You've Never Seen was edited by Jonathan Cologne and Max Abelman. 
Our episodes and digital content are produced by Max Abelman. Your hosts are our writer, Jonathan Cologne, producer, Max Abelman, and head of social media and community outreach, Jennifer Branch. All artwork for our show is created by James Alexander with Pleasant View Designs. Check the links in the description below for more information on how to follow the show and subscribe to our Patreon. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you at the movies. Thank you.